All right, welcome back, everybody, to another show of Flyway Connections. My name is Chris. Like always, I'm here with my buddy uh, Joe and uh, newly host Sharp. Sharp. Hey, guys. So today we're going to talk about hunting out of small watercraft. Um, we're kind of going to get and don't some tips and some tricks. I personally don't do much hunting out of small watercraft. So today's show, I'm kind of going to kind of question the guys um, on that. They, uh, They've done it for a little while, so let's get into it. Um, I yeah, guess. so oh, go ahead. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. So basically, uh, I guess we're just gonna get uh, get a little bit more in detail in watercraft. I know we had uh, uh, a show or a little bit about um, kayaks and stuff, but we're gonna get into detail and get more into the tactics. Uh, Sharp is gonna kind of actually me and Sharp. We're gonna kind of pick Joe's brain here, kind of see what's working for him throughout the season and different trains and stuff like that. So, uh, sharp, go ahead, man. I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. So I guess Joe, my first question is why is using a small watercraft, a better arsenal than a big watercraft at a time? Like what, what are the advantages of you having that small watercraft? So when we start about small watercraft, um, I'm not gonna say it's better, um, because, you know, everyone knows, you know, there's some great, you know, Excels, Go War Eagles, um, boats out there, but I think there's some parts where, you know, those bigger duck boats, um, can do better on, you know, different types of water, but with that small watercraft, I think for me here in Louisiana, there's place I can get into places where, uh, a, you know, most duck boats can't, um, and I, I know, you know, people that, you know, that are, you know, are hunting those big, uh, you know, 16, 17, 20 foot um, flat bottom boats. They're like, oh, I can hop, hop, log, but hop logs and stuff and get it all. But there's some of the backwater back here in these in these cypress breaks where you, you can't. And um, that's where, you know, traditionally a lot of the old timers back here with the P-Row, we, you know, we talked to Dale Bordling all the time um where he uses his dugouts uh where they you know he gets where people can't and I, I think for me um I'm able to get back where some guys just can't just can't get there's there's untouched waters where I can where you can get those smaller boats where you can you know you can stay on the fresh ducks when they're when they're when they're pushing deeper in the woods or in some parts of the sloughs and, and then also in the marsh. Yeah, and that, that's crazy because I actually was watching videos on that when I got my warrior going on jumping logs and stuff like that. Like, I saw more videos of people getting stuck doing that than videos of actually people clearing it. So I like, I haven't done it with my boat. I don't think I'm gonna do it with the war eagle. I'm sure war, the war eagle will do it, but not with the motor I have on it right now. So, um, maybe in the future I might uh, run a couple tricks on it, but. I, th I think I can actually vouch for, uh, and th and the one that comes to mind is when we hunt Butnicks. Yeah. Uh, when that hurricane came, it, it kind of tore down that that, um, I guess that tree to that way the basically the be the beaver slough, um, access point. So th us using those canoes and kayaks, it just made it a whole lot easier to get through. So. Yeah, I mean, and then also, um, I, what parts I didn't mention is like here in Louisiana. I don't know how it is everywhere. 
but not here in Louisiana. There's some there's some um, refuges where um, motorized boats are no go. You can only yeah. use you know you use battery boats, battery motors, but you can't use any type of um, gas powered motor boats. So I mean that that gives you you know. Um, yeah, you there, have there, to use a yeah. you know, a paddle and boat. Yeah, there's a God. I forget what it's called, but it's over East Texas, of course, Canada. You can't use motorized boats. You can use kayaks and canoes and stuff. So uh, I know they do that here. But another thing too that came in my head is, I know we we've gone on the kayaks and we've actually been able to dismount and drag the kayaks to other side of deeper water. So that's another benefit too. So. Um, just kind of throwing that out there is some that popped in my head but i mean i know that that's a to me man i think if you can deal with it i know it's not for everybody i mean i i think it's it's a great way to hunt man it's really you're really versed what joe was saying about getting in on better like staying later and see i think it's a good advantage you sound and you can be quiet whereas like yeah season when birds are used to hearing mud motors and just regular outboards you can get in on quiet come in quiet and leave quiet and less disturbance yeah i mean i i've had times out here in the timber where i'm you know i'm creeping in and you know i'm kind of droning in the middle of the early mornings with my with my headlamp uh and my flashlight trying to get in i've bumped a raft of ducks in the woods i'm like oh i mean I think I stay scared of me just as much as I scare them <laughs> off the water when you hear them roaring off. But yeah, I mean, it is. You can get super quiet and you can get, you know, I mean, like I said, I paddled up probably like 10 feet next to a raft of birds. They finally notice me. They're, you know, they're coming off the water like jets. I'm like, oh, you know, trying not to roll my, my kayak in the water. Okay, let's see. And then I guess the, the other one I had what would be like your general setup? So say, let's do like a kayak. What, what type of decoys are you bringing? Um, are you wearing waders, not wearing waders? Kind of, how are you getting out there with all, with your setup? So for me, and I, you know, Chris could probably back me up. Like I said, Chris has hunted with me a lot. Um, I'm usually taking new brand new people hunting all the time. And, um, Val and honor, you know, as you know, supplied me with uh creek boat kayaks and creek boat is made you know they make two style or they actually make five style of um of kayaks um you know you know three fishing and two you know two that are specific to duck hunting so i use uh i have you know i have a uh an m10 uh kayak and two m98 kayaks um the specs of my m98 kayaks which those are the the m98 specifically built for uh a it's a a duck hunting kayak it has gun it has a gun holster shell holsters in it um but it's it's nine foot in length 35 inches width 11 inches in depth and it weighs 44 pounds and it can hold up to 100 or 350 pounds in in it. So for me, it being so lightweight, I mean, I could hold my whole kayak. It's only 44 pounds. I could hold it over my head. Um, there's that one, and then the M10 is another kayak that I use. 
which it's more for fishing, but it works very well for duck hunting as well. And I use that one because sometimes, because I can carry more gear in it. And that one is 10 foot in length, 36 inches in width, 11 inches deep. It's a 50, I mean, it's still only 50 pound kayak, which I can still hold that up over my head with one hand. And it that one could hold up to 375 in um, weight. So I'm depending on what I'm hunting at. So these kayaks, um, when I do hunt them, I'll meet at the, the two terrains that I'm hunting them in is either um, sawgrass marsh, you know, marsh out here in Louisiana around the Lacassine and the Hackberry area where it's brackish water marsh. Or I'm hunting um, oxbows in the back um, cyber sloughs for mainly targeting wood ducks when I'm back there. So I, I have two types of setups. So I'll go. We'll talk about how when I hunt my um, my wood duck setup. Um, so you know, guys, if you've been who've been watching or listening to this episode knows that I hunt wood ducks like people like people in Arkansas hunt mallards. Um, and it, I mean, it's just true. I've I've come up and I've developed my a, a thing. I've and it's no secret. I'll tell anyone how it is. And you know, people, you know. Listeners have met, like literally messaged me, you know, talk, asking me how, how I hunt my wood ducks. Um, you know, I hunt a, a big wood duck spread when I'm back there. I'll hunt probably. Um, so we'll start with decoys. I hunt a big about 20 decoy wood duck spread that I supplement with a maybe anywhere from four to six mallards. And I run a rig em right. Um, jerk. Uh, they're the biggest rig and right jerk cord they have. I don't know the actual name for it, but I think it holds what twelve. It's a twelve slot jerk uh, jerk rig. So it has branches. It has different. Well, the jerk rigs kind of branch off a main bungee line. So I can with them when I pull on that jerk rig, that jerk cord, it makes my whole all my decoys move. Um, so I think I can hold 12 on that. And then I, I usually run a woody, um, well, lucky duck spinning wing. And then I probably run anywhere from four to six mallards, mallards, because we do get mallards and gadwall back in those, um, the cypress breaks. So that's what I'm holding a decoy. The water back in those areas are probably thigh deep at the most. So when um, you're. When, when you're doing that, uh, just to kind of because we're on the topic with the gear um, and I found and this is just something also for me, but I'm, I want to see what your opinion on it on it is. And uh, when you're hunting kayaks, is it better to hunt with yourself or hunt with? Other, and obviously the answer is always going to be with other people. It's always a better experience. But is it easier uh, versus, let's say, a boat? You know what I mean? Because I know. So okay, as far as gear decoys, let's say I like hunting. With, you're gonna run. You know, I don't I mean for me. I have hunted back there. I've had some real good hunts back there by myself. Huh. But my stage, I like hunting with at least one other person. And um, I, and then the reason I bring that up is just because of gear. So let's say you got your blind bags, you got your yeah. Decoys, so it's gear. You got your rigs, it, you got your spinning wings, you got it is gear, but. 
Um, so I do got a lot like splitting. You've hunted with me, Chris. Where yeah, I yeah. Gear up between two boats, but it's also for safety, man. Yeah. Um, when you're hunting those, when you're hunting out of a kayak, especially you know, I am crossing deep water, deep channels, but I'm hunting in shallow water, you know, thigh to knee deep water. So I am hunting in waders and stuff. And um, mm-hmm. so there was there was you know, and you've been with me one day. Chris, where I had to call the hunt, really, hey man, we ain't hunting here just because of um, the current. Oh yeah, that was a sketch day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, there's days where you know I love duck hunting, but you know, but I, so, I like hanging out my family and you guys, you know, we yeah. need a little bit more. Yeah, um, so that uh, and this is I'm, I probably shouldn't be saying this. Um, I'm really bad about wearing my uh, life jacket, and that's probably the the dumbest thing you can do, especially in a kayak. Yeah, the dumbest thing with waders. Um, yeah. I've, I've kind of like, you know, got myself to do it a lot, a lot better. Um, I always have a, a, a life jacket with me. It's just putting it on has always been something, but yeah. anyways, this so, yeah. sharp was, uh, when we we're going back there, it's basically a channel that comes out there and it, it was after the, that hurricane, wasn't it? Or, yeah, it was after Laura. It was after the war. Oh, it was after Laura and Delta. So it, it was probably, you know, but it was after a big rain and a big storm. Oh yeah. The, the water was, was kind of high. I had uh, who had Damien and Aaron with me? We uh, and then I had Joey with me. Yeah, and it was pff, trying to get up there. Paddle was a little sketch. I was like, "Yeah, we got to go." We called it. So I think that's that's something else too. Is uh, but I guess that's anything. Even if you're with a boat, there's always gonna be know your limitation. Your small water. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, I mean, and know you and I, I am like I will say I am pretty good back there. You know, in the kayak and all that. But you know, going back to what you're asking, Chris. It, and you guys both is I will rather hunt with two two people, and it, it is for safety because you know even an experienced dude, um, one bad call, you know can be bad. I mean, bad thing, bad, bad call makes bad situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually when, if I'm hunting, like even when I hunt with you know, I usually tell my wife like, hey, I'm hunting here. This is where I'm hunting. This is who I'm hunting with. This is what time I'm launching. This is where I'm launching from. Uh, so I always do that. Um, and then yes, life jackets. Uh, yeah. So I always, you know, at the minimum, you know, have one life jacket, you know, uh, with you. And then if you can have a floatable cushion on your on your seats, um, I mean that's an extra preserver if if need be. Um, so yeah, that's you know that, that's my safety realm. Uh, depending on the type of year, I might carry I carry dry bags with with extra clothes in case I do roll in the back of the woods, so I can do um I could I could change um you know with, I could have you know I could put something you know warm on so I could at least be able to paddle back out safely. Um, but yeah, because most of my hunting when I am I I do have waders on because uh, I'm I'm gonna be you know what we all call tree hugging after after I get to my area. Um, and he does his other tree hugging on the weekend. <laughs> I will say the one thing I do like um, for doing small stuff like this, the inflatable life vest with the pool tabs. I like them kayaks, especially when you're wearing a jacket with a life. Yeah. Because a lot of times if you just have the regular bulky one and you're paddling, you got your, your jacket on to go hunting in your waders, you're going to be all bulky. Yeah. And, you're gonna be like, I'm not proficient, so I'm gonna take this life vest off. Yeah, take it off. Which is funny, like, like you said, you just said not proficient, 
and the first thing you take off is it's the thing that's going to save your life. That's crazy. So that's what I did. I just went. I went and got one of those little pool tab ones. It was like a hundred bucks uh, Bass Pro, and it's I wear it all the time. I wear it all. Yeah. It's very. And, you know, people. Yeah, people complain about them being expensive, but a hundred bucks is. It's if better. You're wear it, yeah, it's yeah. way worth your life. Like it's I, I actually, I actually got one of those at Cabela's. I, same thing. Uh, Bass Pro bought out Cabela's, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, same thing. So, but I bought one of those too. It was like a hundred bucks. Um, and I love it. I leave that thing on. It's like it's like not even there. So yeah, you yeah. actually wear it now instead of yeah. putting <laughs> in the in the seat behind you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was really bad at that. And Joe told me too. He's like, man, all right, you fall over, then water get in the waders. Like, Pfft. yeah. I hope you have a waiter belt. Um, <laughs> oh, Joe, when you're taking your stuff out there. Are your decoys in bags? Do you have them Texas rigged on a carabiner? Kind of how are you getting your equipment out there to where your kayak's stable, you're good to go? Maybe in case, you know, what if you roll your kayak, you know, just getting out like you're, you're yeah. in water, but how are you going to keep all your gear? Kind of how do you secure your stuff and how do you set up everything on the kayak to get in and out of your spots? So uh, when it comes to decoys, I have them. I have them all Caribbean on Texas rigs. Um, I'm going to tell you this. Um, you ever want to see Joe have a freak out is have cheap Texas rigs. that yeah. handle up. Are <laughs> you want to see me freak out and punch babies in the face? Yeah. Have fucking oh, <laughs> have bad or Texas I thought, rigs. I thought um, I was with like my, the men of my family. Are like, he's like, he's freaking out. I'm like, what's going on, man? He's like throwing the rigs, throwing. <laughs> yeah. So all my Texas rigs are, are 90% of them are going to be tangle free. They to me, I mean, everyone has a preference. To me, they have the best, the, the best rigs. I mean, people are saying, Oh, this brand, this brand. Listen, all the way around, Tangle Free to me has the best uh rigs. But so, I, yeah, I have them all carabined and they're actually D ring to the, to the boat. Um, and then I have you know, I have I'll split them if I'm hunting by myself, I'm gonna split them up. Some in the front, some in the back. If I could have them um, with another person, which nine, nine times out of ten, I'm with another person in my kayaks. I'll, I'll always tell people, hey, let's just use my kayaks. I have them. Let's just use them. So those creek boats, they have like a little small compartment where you can put things in the back. So I'll have them, you know, I'll put them both in the back. I'll D-ring the, um, I'll D-ring them to the back. Also, um, I'll de ring. Uh, I'll kind of um, on all my cross beams. I have. I always hunt. Um, what do you call it? With with um, blind bags. I just like. I love blind bags. Um, I mean, heck, I was almost on the verge of starting my own blind bag company. Um, so I I'll weave my even that cross beam. I I I'll de ring my blind bags. You know, everything's de ring to the boats. Um, so in case I do flip one in a pinch, uh, you know, three, do, uh, two dozen co- uh, floatable decoys, I can grab onto those and they're a flotation device um, that's attached to a, you know, a boat. So, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I kind of de-ring everything together. Cause especially with that um, one thing I'm real bad with not, not de-ringing is my shotgun. My shotgun kind of sits where I can grab it. At the end of the day, if my shotgun falls, 
I mean, I'm hunting with, I am hunting with a you thousand know, dollar shotgun, my SX4, but I can buy another thousand dollar shotgun. Thousand um, dollars not worth my life. If it sinks to the bottom, it sinks to the bottom. Also, here in Louisiana, we have a plethora of moccasins. Right? <laughs> so I kind of be, you know, I kind of be Johnny on the spot sometimes with a, a, a scatter gun to, you know, it was funny that I hung with a lot of adults and I hung with my kids and, you know, my two kids are kind of like my ride or die. God, you know, they're with me all the time. And I'll look at, you know, my 10 year old and my fifth or about to be 15 year old. I'm like, Hey, load up. You guys are in front with lights. You are, you're on snake patrol. And then these guys look at adults. Look at what do you mean they're on snake patrol? I'm like, but they're going to ride shotgun loaded and <laughs> they're looking for snakes. So while I navigate, and like people are like, oh God, you're, you know, your kid's a little more braver than me. So I guess it's just, well, you, hey, what you got to do here in Louisiana in December when it's 70 degrees outside? Yep. I killed one in Arkansas. And uh, yeah. never, my dog almost stepped on it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I kind of keep everything D ringed and everything on the boat. Um, and I'll, depending who I'm hunting with and what kind of watercraft I'm hunting with, which nine times out of 10, it's the M89s and the M10 Creek boat. Um, I'll compartmentalize, spread you know, spread it out. Usually, it's decoys in back and then bags and everything in front, so it's all nice, even weighted. Um, so, have you have you uh, hunted with any other small watercraft like the, the beaver tails? Or I've hunted beaver tails, and then I've hunted with the um, those old town um, uh, the they, canoes. Yeah, but it's their it's their the one that's it's like their signature one for duck hunting. It's like yeah. a, a kayak canoe hybrid one, which yeah. I really liked. I really yeah. the only thing I the only thing I don't like about those, and they're good boats. If you if that's what y'all want, go get one. I'll, I'll is sometimes they're they're, they're kind of heavy, man. Have y'all yeah. seen Kara Hummers? Huh? Have you seen Kara Hummers? No, I haven't seen those. So it's more or less the, like a Four Rivers sneak boat type of deal, yeah. like you know that style boat. But you buy the plans, you make it out of a uh, quarter inch plywood. Really? So you make them super super light, and like so you make them out of quarter inch plywood, and then you uh, you get fiberglass, and you you know fiberglass it. And then me and my buddies were looking into doing it. Um, the 25 bucks then you just make it and then if you get like three or four guys to go in on material like and you know because you honestly if you're going to do that you kind of want your whole group of buddies to do it so then you're not the only one with the boat you know yeah but i mean it was it was reasonably priced it was like right around a thousand dollars for like three or four guys to buy all the materials and build them the biggest problem was trying to convince my buddy to stop uh fixing his house and do those but it's <laughs> great. yeah sometimes yeah it sucks to talk to adults sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But I guess, um, like, the reason – so the beaver tails, and that was – I was I talked to Joe about this, and that was actually what I was looking to buy. Originally, I went – I um, and this was some. This is kind of a long story short, but I ordered the beaver tail phantom, and that's their more – it's kind of more or less of just kind of open platform. Uh, it's more of a canoe, kayak type thing. Um, but what I did like about those, the, your ability to stand on them. Yeah, I was, I was just yeah. thinking the same thing. Yeah. Those, those so, creek boats, I love them, but you can't. You step, you stand up, but you're yeah. about to be wet. 
You're, you're flipping. Go, go look up Kara Hummers. It's the same yeah. thing on wood and like guys. You can I think you can put a seven horse. You can put a seven horse motor on the back of them, like a little mud motor, or yeah. then you can like put a trolling motor on it. I've I've been wanting to make one and like. Uh, I saw a couple guys do stuff. They like rhino line the front of them so that the dog could get in and out. Like when you're hunting in like little water, the dog can get in and out. Dog can ride on them. They're pretty sweet. Yeah, well, especially in your neck of the woods, um, being in Georgia and that side, you know, because you know, guys have been listening for a while. I know that you know I hunted in the southeast for a long time. Um, yeah, I grew up in the west coast. Got stationed out there and brag for a while and in North Carolina, you guys have those, um, those boinking spaniels that are, you know, are known for the Southeast, uh, being a small watercraft dog. Um, which I, I know people who run those dogs. When I first seen them, my like, God, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's a cute lap dog. But though when you, when you get out in those woods, I mean, those dogs will do work and, they yeah, include, and they're retrieving. And the, another reason, and this was before I found out my dog was a dud, uh, we still have him, by the way, um, but it's not his fault. You know, it's always the owner's fault. I just yeah. got to work with him a little bit more. Um, is all the attachments on the, the beaver tail had the little dog platform for them. They they have a it's a, basically like a dual beam. That's why they're so stable. Um, and I mean, I, that's that's the only reason I, I really liked about, uh, liked about them. Now, the only because of all that, they are going to be slightly heavier than the creek boats. Yeah. Um, I'm- by 80 pounds almost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the stealth one right now. It's 150 pounds. Yeah. This is the stealth 2000. This and, is the and, one. That, and what's the length of that? Uh, this one is 12 feet. Yeah. I mean, so this, so, but this uh, one's a two person one. The phantom one that I was going to get is a lot larger, larger, lighter. Um, and that one, honestly, was actually pretty much kind of the same as the, uh, I mean, I don't want to say exactly, but kind of what you would think a creek boat is. Yeah. I mean, it's 75 pounds. It's like basically 35 pounds to 40 pounds heavier. Uh, and the same, the same length, because I think the creek boat's nine feet, right? Yeah, nine feet and it's 44 pounds. Yeah, so that, that's, a, that's one thing I did love about those creek boats, man, is I could continuously just keep. Uh, dragging them if I wanted to. Yeah, and so yeah, so the thing I like about a creek boat is the how much a creek boat weighs to how much it could the capability of how much weight you could put in it. So you can put over three hundred pounds in it, and it only weighs forty pack, pretty much forty pounds. Um, and it it's to the point where you know sometimes I use that as, as a sled, you mm-hmm. know, a big sled. I can put all yeah. sorts, you know, all sorts of stuff in it. And um, it's light, and I, you know when you're when you're paddling, it's real nice, and it's you know it just glides on the water. Now in the wind, when you do have a wind being so light, and that wind gets it, it's spinning, and then you know the wind's gonna take it where the wind wants. But you know, usually you know I could fit on that creek on that nine foot creek boat. I could fit my gun, myself, a blind bag. Two dozen, you know, decoys, a spinning wing decoy, and a dry bag with extra clothes in it. Yeah. Um, now, what I do like about Beaver Tails is Beaver Tails has a lot of accessories that you, you know, they have a lot of good blinds. 
Uh, creek yeah, boats yeah. don't really have blinds. You know, they're not. They don't have blinds prefabricated. I've kind of had to make my own, which you know, has not been an issue. I, you know, I usually use net and burlap, and um, kind of make my own lightweight, big like a big ghillie net or a ghillie blanket that I throw over it. That's worked perfect um, when I, you know, when, when I hunt it like that. Um, but I do like the accessories. I do like the fact that you can, you have specific blinds that are already made, and you can stand on those on those beaver tails. Um, so and they're, and, and they're safe. And you yeah. stand on them. You're not, you're not worried they, about flipping. They are, and, and that's what I did like about them. That was one of the reasons. But I, I figured my wife kind of looked at because. And I, I I didn't finish the story, so I ordered the Phantom. They sent me the um uh the basically their pit line one. I don't know if you seen. Yeah, it. I didn't see what you're talking about. Like the squared the one. First, yeah, the first strike or something yeah. like that. You've seen it. Yep. Um, but um, man, that thing was huge. That thing was heavy. Um, I did like that it had wheels on it though, because it had yeah. wheels where you could drag it. Uh, they sent me that one. You know, the good person i am because that one's i think like a hundred dollars more than the stealth i told him hey you sent me the wrong one i just said just sent i sent i sent it back i said, just don't just don't worry about it my wife was already ha- uh, hassling me because i bought the war eagle so um but i ended up getting it but man i got to see it i actually got to sit in it and man that thing was comfortable i did like yeah i, I mean um, i like them yeah it was it was really nice i did like them it was comfortable um but as far as watercrafts, I think those are the only two that I've really been in was the creek boats and the beaver. Yeah. Um, sometimes. Uh, go ahead. Uh, you're saying sometimes we're talking about, you know, concealing them. That's one thing that people need to think about is when, you, you know, you have to conceal those boats. Now, I could throw, like I said, my little ghillie net that I throw over it or ghillie blanket. And, I, you know, I could tuck it away when I'm wood duck hunting or hunting. And then, and then I'm, I'm hunting the, um, you know, I'm kind of what I call tree hugging. But when I'm hunting them, you know, I my creek boats really get used, and I really go in for the small watercraft stuff during teal season. When I hunt teal and I chase teal, because um, I can get in those back shallow, shallow waters, and I hunt out of those like I almost out like a um, I'll I'll teal hunt how people diver hunt almost out like on the layout boats, and I've been very, very, very successful, especially this last season. Doing you know hunting in low profile and um, chasing the teal during the September teal season out of those in the in the marsh. I know you know Sharp, you're familiar with that area of the Lake Charles area and all that and those marshes back there. And then I know Chris, I mean you you know you've been with me when I've when I've done it. Yeah. Um, almost ha- using almost hunting on like how some people would hunt out of those UFO boats and stuff for divers and just. Kind of using it as like, almost like a on the water layout boat, and um, it's been so, very you know, very successful. Yeah. So with those uh, those smaller watercrafts, I know the UFOs and all that stuff. But let's say like the creek boat, or have you have you ever done any diving hunts with those? Yeah. I mean, you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you were there with me when I've hunt, when I've killed diver ducks yeah. out of them. Uh, yeah, but it's also been in shallower water. Yeah, but I, I was talking about like let's say you get into I, deep. No, yeah, I, 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 that I haven't. Now, even in Catahoula, where I'll, I'll do some of my canvas bag hunting and stuff like that, it's still shallow. Catahoula, once you get out the main channel, it's still kind of shallow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, 
So it's still, you know, three, three and a half feet at the deepest where, where I'm hunting at. So I mean, I, I do have a setup for it, but it's not. I'm not. I'm not long lining for the divers. I'm still in you know shallow water, shallow grassy open water, where um, I can still use Texas rigs and you know kill divers. And it's usually, and it's usually ring necks. If I kill a redhead or a blue bill, that's just a bonus. But when you when you shoot your hunting catahoula, it's mainly the ring necks and uh, canvas backs. So what's the best case? And this is kind of like something for sharp because sharps are uh, speckle belly uh, guru over here. Um, so what? Let's just say somebody who has a kayak, and we we do get a lot of new listeners. Um, let's just say that all they had they they have a kayak and they want to go chase specks. Is it just going to a rice field, or can they find? Can they chase them? In what is the best type of, I guess, habitat vegetation? With a kayak, you could probably get them on like a small bayou slough or something. Yeah. At something like a like almost like a re- like a loaf, like res- yeah. like a reservoir. I mean, I, I've seen people a reservoir. reservoir. Yeah. yeah, I've seen them in like some reservoirs, like on a spot where I lease. Uh, there's a bunch of le- fields around, and then like behind it, there's a there's a, a public lake, but then it goes to like private. Where it goes to private, it gets like a bunch of buck brush and stuff just can't get to it. I've seen specs go in there. So you could do that. Um, but I would say like if you're really targeting specs, you're probably going to want to hunt agriculture. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You could do it like a, if you look at John Stevens, his like two bayous, he shoots a bunch of specs out of his blinds because it's like catered for that. You know, they'll go feed in the yeah. rice and they want to go sit somewhere. So he's got a good spot for that. So that's kind of like what I'd say for for specs. Yeah, it was just kind of like a, I guess something for the viewers because I, know, regardless if you're a waterfowl hunter, I know geese can be a little bit trickier. Uh, they're um, at least from what I've experienced, and I know uh, you guys can talk a little bit more on it. Um, they're me, honestly, they can kind of be a different, a different breed. I mean, yeah, it's a different style of hunting. I'm a different style of hunting. I'm hooked on the geese. I used to be ducks, but now, now. I'm, now in Lacassine, I used to run a, a, a decent spec spread and and out there, and it was more of a confidence spread. I I, mean, I ran like a you know like a two dozen specs floaters out there, and we but we've gotten spec to come in, um to them. But when I sometimes those puddle ducks and, and those refuges, when I'm hunting the refuge, um. Well, we saw we saw specs come in. Oh yeah, we see spe- yeah. Two years, two years ago, ago, we saw what it was like. God, it was one that pulled off from a group, if I can remember right. Yeah, but it was kind of pulling traffic. Yeah, but I really wasn't using those specs to one hundred percent spec hunt. It was I was using those specs for confidence. I knew the specs were roosting and loafing in the um, in the refuge uh deeper in where you know there was some no hunt areas so i'd put a spec spread out with 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 duck decoys to kind of give like a confidence for the ducks that were coming in and give and, you visibility yes and visibility and it'll inadvertently it, it pulls some specs in well that's the one thing i was going to make a point on with speckle is like if you like if you're seeing a flight line somewhere 
and you can get a spot where they can come down like comfortably, like not having to come over trees, not having to squeeze in a tight spot. If you're pretty decent on a spec call, you can you can pull specs running traffic like that. Yeah. Like a lot of spots I hunt, the specs just don't go. But since I got decoys out there and I'm calling, I'm coaxing them in. Whereas that you can do that over water too. If 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 it's like a spot they can land and be comfortable with landing, then you can you can probably pull a few down yeah so what and what what's the difference as far as in them like i've seen them land i mean just kind of like for the viewers if never really uh speckle belly hunt what's the difference is it it's more of a straight foot straight wings out down or oh it's good uh, you're cupped in the this if you got good wind and you're yeah <laughs> I mean, I've up. seen it. It's lovely. I love it. Yeah. Um, I will definitely. say, like, the, t- the times, like, when you get them to do it dirty, like, geese over water is something else because yeah. once they're going to commit, they're, they're – do the – I call it the so S head when, when the head turns into an S. <laughs> they're so big, too, and, like, they're putting their, like – I guess, you know, on the ground, it's a little easier for them to like pop back up and get to moving. Whereas like water, they gotta they gotta sit, and it looks like a lot of times when you're hunting them over water, once they commit like that, they have a lot harder time getting out of the hole than they do over. Oh over. yeah, and it's and it's crazy too when you look at when you think of waterfowl, like yeah, the majority of them cup the same way. But I mean, there's there's a lot of them that you know there's little things that you don't if you if you've hunted a long time. And I'm sure you guys have seen it. That they the way they cup is slightly different than the other birds. So let's say wood ducks. I know me and Joe talked about this. The reason the the type of way they why they cup and Joe has a theory on it. I don't know if he wants to bring it on the show because I mean so <laughs> but, the same thing you see with whistling ducks. Well, I mean yeah. those whistler ducks they are they're a tree duck. Um, yeah, yeah, they, what they call a perching duck. Um, this is me nerding out. You know everyone puts ducks in either you can go on, you can go on the du app right now and there's there's dabbling ducks, there's diver ducks, mm-hmm. slash sea ducks, and then there's what they call others. And you'll see the like the, the favela whistling duck and the black belly whistling duck on those categories and the ruddy duck and all that. But those the that those whistling ducks are technically perching ducks, which a wood duck is. And you'll see um the way they kind of fly and now during teal season. Uh, I you know, I told you you know, I look for that white belly and I use I look for a for a wood duck kind of rolls when it's flying it rolls its shoulders up and its neck's kind of kind of tilted a little bit and what I think that is is why they fly like that why whistling and perching ducks fly like that is to kind of protect themselves when they're coming through them trees. Um, Kind of like you know, you know, if you know, if we we're running to trees, we'd kind of like you know, we'd cover our chest area up a little bit and our little vulnerable areas up. That's what you know, that's me. What I think. I'm not a biologist by no means. I'm just some some random Yahoo that wakes up at three in the morning to go <laughs> wait in water. I mean, but that that's what's crazy is I've seen it. And it's like it's kind of like they you know they're getting they're getting ready for a hit or something. And it's not really yeah. it's not because they're getting sh- I mean shot at. It's because you know, sometimes I'm sure these these wood ducks. I mean, they hit other. They hit stumps. Yeah, they, they have to hit trees. They hit trees. Every, you know what I mean? So they yeah, they they just oh, they basically hit trees for sure. Yeah, yeah. 
I saw <laughs> Mallard like spin around one time coming into the woods. Like they're trying to get in there so heavy that they, you know, bunch of ducks are going in the main hole. And they'll kind of duck off to the side when it's dark, and you'll see them like flip over branches and stuff. <laughs> I think yeah. Shoot that one. <laughs> yeah. Shoot that dummy. <laughs> but, yeah, man. But I um, mean, get, getting back with with, with, yeah. with the watercraft thing, and a, and a lot of people on top of these kayaks is um paddles, man. Uh, people usually don't think a hey, not all paddles are created equal. And getting the paddles, you know, usually if I'm hunting a you know, what I started doing is I have a smaller paddle, you know, a little one, you know, a little one-handed yeah. one-end paddle with me when I'm hunting that little tight area. And I, I'll keep also a um, a double traditional kayak paddle on me, um, you know, to, uh, to paddle. Uh, me personally, I've, you know, I've gone the cheap route. Where I bought this the one paddle and it's one size, but this season I kind of um, splurged a little bit and I bought a paddle. I don't know the I can't remember the brand off my head, but it's a, it's a size adjustable. Where if I'm hunting in real tight, I can make it can go from a, you know an eight foot width length paddle. I can I can bring it down to a five. Foot, nice, and I could open it up like that, and it's you know, it helps. So I mean, looking at the paddle, looking at the terrain, you know, are you hunting in open, clear water? Are you hunting in lily pads and you know, duckweed and potato grass? Um, are the different you know, the different types of paddles you're gonna need? Are you need a real thick one, or you need one a real flat, rigid paddle, or you need one more built for speed, which more tapered off and rounded? Um, so like, you know, you know, paddles are, you know, are definitely a big thing to think about. And uh, I think, yeah. And I think that's a big thing. And I think, so one small thing, and there's kind of like something that last, last thing for me, um, because I feel like you don't, you really don't need these. Eh, I'm not saying that they don't, you don't need them, but, uh, you were saying earlier when you kind of blind yourself, it's just burlap or, uh, you know, some some camo net or something like that have you ever used some of those pop-up blinds in the kayaks or canoe yeah and i like them i like i actually like them a real lot uh, i don't know yeah. if, if sharp if you used them but i know sharp you know because you know when i hunted with sharp um we hunted out of layout um layout blinds and so they're, they're kind of like a layout blind the issue is that is, you know, there's some of those layout style, blind style kayak blinds that are kind of like universal, where they kind of fit like, you know, this blind fits any kayak of this length. But the issue is, is not, you know, not, they can, they might be the same length, but they're not the same dimensions, you know, width-wise and depth-wise. So you kind of get into that issue. when uh, yeah. For me, I found out that, you know, using a, a you know, I, I call it a ghillie blanket, and it's really just burlap and a, and a net that I kind of um, sew together that I put, that I veg up and brush up, and I'll just lay it over and kind of, um, you know, lay it over in like a blanket, like something like, like those layout 
blankets yes. that you you'll, you use dry field hunting um, because it it kind of you know it it can get tighter around. I can you know adjust it a little bit. Where some of those layup lines, where I've noticed for the the kayaks is sometimes they're not as width or they're more roomier. And now I have a bunch of this floppy um, extra material that I didn't really need. And it's yeah. kind of, it, it, you know, it kind of gets it. Uh, another thing that, you know, I want to bring up is when you're hunting for me, I hunt it. I, I'm constantly getting in and out of my, my kayak, especially when I'm hunting, you know, you know, sometimes when, I, when I'm not hugging trees, I'm still, I'm in shallower knee deep, to waste deep water and um so i'm getting in and out of a kayak and it's you you the thought of what type of waders you have so i like you know i like banded i'm using banded waders now i'm, I'm about to go probably get a second set of waders because i think everyone should have two pairs of waders in case you get a hole um yeah i know like there's cool waders out there like sitka waders and the Sheen waders where they're a lifetime warranty, but when you send them out, you have to have something to get, you know, to get one back. But a lot of those waders, I call it, for lack of a better terms, the the boot foreskin, right? It has that second layer that goes around your boot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have like you know the Cisco waders where the boot kind of goes into the waiter pant, and it's kind of like you know it's streamlined. Which I personally I like the I like the extra protection of the of the boot foreskin that goes over the little boot protector, flapping <laughs> part boot foreskin, <laughs> and um because you know when you are you know bumping into branches and beaver you know I'm hunting beaver sloughs and stuff those beavers will you know I mean it's almost like punji sticks, so it's it's a little bit you know extra protection around the boot area and, and it helps protect seams, but when you're getting in and out of kayaks water gets tucked up in there you get in your kayak and then you know the water gets in your kayak and you look down and you have like a, a half inch of water you know in your kayak and you know that's kind of like it kind of sucks because you know one you're nobody wants water in their kayak yeah. two when you're you know blind bags guns ammo or whatever stuff's now getting wet that you're trying to keep dry so thinking about the you know the, the, the type of equipment that you're using and gear you're using. So when I'm when I'm hunting on my kayak, I'll usually use uh, waders that I know that don't have that little boot forcing stuff that goes over it. So I'm not bringing in wa- extra water because believe it or not, I mean you get like almost like a half liter of water. I mean it's, you know they're of water in there, you know coming in and out. Yeah, because it gets stuck up in there and it, it comes out and runs out. I know those sheen waders, the sheen waders actually made a little mesh thing in the back for that, so it drains out before you, it get, drains in. Out before you get in. Yeah, but I mean, it's just little things to think about when you're thinking about, you know, um, small craft water hunting and uh, using um, kayaks and canoes and stuff. Yeah, I think it's just something that uh, you got to find that works for you. I think it's just with everything. Another thing is uh, just to kind of go back on it. I think that's why I really like those. If you're gonna uh especially with the the creek boats that we i've hunted with you out of um and you use a little turkey uh, turkey chairs in them yeah and it's almost like you're in a layout because yeah. you gotta you just basically have a kind of like a blanket over you like if you're falling asleep and when you're ready and when they come in you just pop up and and you can yeah you know, all you got to do is sit up 
I found, yeah, I, I do. I use my yeah. uh, turkey chairs in, in my kayaks. Uh, yeah. And, I'll, and um, I'm only using the, the, the Mossy Oak brand turkey chairs. Yeah. Um, which are super comfortable in there. I really like them. Uh, and it, it's comfortable. And I like, because it gives me a good cheek. Because those chairs are meant to be shot from. You know, a turkey chair is designed for a shooter to shoot out of them. Because, you know, that's what they're doing. You're hunting turkey out of them, hunting a feathered animal. So I really like those. Um, and, you know, they're not, I mean, they're like 20 bucks. Uh, but I will say when I'm hunting down Lacassine, turkey gear is not necessarily built like duck hunting gear. So yeah. the turkey <laughs> gear, hunting that brackish water will start, those chairs will start to rust. Yeah. And stuff. So you got to wash them off a lot. And then, or just know that, hey, I'm going to get a season or two out of them that I got to scrap them, get new ones. But I mean, 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I liked it just because of the fact that that I could lean back and then and they're comfortable. Yeah, and shoot. So, but I mean, that's basically all I had. I mean, Sharp, did you have anything before we kind of wrap this one up? Yeah, I guess kind of the last thing would be, you know, would be uh, say someone got a kayak, you know, they got a couple decoys. How would they go about kind of looking how to access public land in their area? Like, what? types of like boat launches like say onyx you know say they see like something like not you know looking for access not just true boat launches but stuff like that like finding yeah. to get out and use that. so um chris knows i'm a big i am a big cyber i, I call it web uh web scouting i'm real big on you know i you know i can you know kind of like you you know you kind of know where birds like to go and stuff right so I can look at something like, well, you know, especially on wood duck hunting in those boxes, I know wood ducks like this type of area. So I'll do that on Onyx. I'll, you know, first make sure that, A, it's legal to hunt there. And Onyx is super good about that. Well, you know, yeah, you can hunt there, you can't hunt there, or who to ask permission for. Also, when you get there, is you shouldn't, your first, your first time being there shouldn't be at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> on day your hunt, take the due diligence, go drive by and do your scouting. Not necessarily to go actually scout the area you're going to hunt, but make sure it's safe to launch yeah. from there. That's and it's fair. safe to come in and out. Um, also, if you do have an accident and you, and you roll your kayak, that you're not going to drown. So, you know, make sure it's safe for there. And then uh, obviously, know the capability of your boat and know the capability of yourself. Um, and you know, obviously, if you get a chance to go in there, paddle around, maybe do some fishing. I love down here a lot of the places where we duck hunt. You can crappie fish at. Um, crappie fishing in the daytime. You know, one you get a you, you get some you know, crappie for you know for a fish rod. Two, you know, you're gonna see where the ducks are gonna come in and out of, and stuff like that. But also you see of obstacles in the daytime yeah. of like beaver, you know, uh, beaver runs, um, beaver dams, you know, stuff that you can see where at two, three in the morning, you're not coming up to these in low light to no light situations where um, you're like, oh, I wasn't expecting this. Now I'm in this sketchy situation where I'm, um, you know, there's, Areas where how you know I know I gotta hop out of the, my my kayak at this time and drag it over and then 
carefully get back in. So you're not, you know, I've seen those in the daytime. Well, I, I can, you know, this side is safe to get out of, and that side is safe to forge, forge through, and get back in my kayak and go. And if I do fall, what's the depth? Am I going to sink to the bottom, or am I just going to make a stupid stand up? <laughs> you know, it's knee-deep water. Stand up, brother. So, I mean, it's stuff like that. The thing, I, I, the big thing I take away from kayak hunters, and, you know, there's guys that are probably way more experienced than me, but for me, it's safety. Safety, safety, yeah. safety. The safest hunt is going to make the best yeah. hunt. Um, now that you say that, I want to throw out another little tip that I use. And um, we, we didn't talk about this yet, but fog on water. I know we've all been out on that hunt in the morning yeah. where you get there and you turn on your headlamp and you can see the front of your kayak and that's yeah. it. Yeah. So and, uh, I actually have a story about that when, when once you're finished. So I know like I've been there like that and gone to my spots and like it's one of the spots where I've been to, you know, multiple times. So it's like, oh. I'm just going to go. But then once you get in that fog, you get turned around. So one little tip I always like to try to do is turn on like a tracker on your phone. Like on, I use my Onyx tracker. So then I can look because like I've had it to where I've gone in circles. Like, oh, I'm just spinning in circles. I need to go this way. Or, oh, the launch is back this way. It just kind of helps you, you know, cover your basis. And like Joe said, just be safe. Yeah, I know. I think, uh, um, yeah, because we, I know when we we've hunted like buttonicks or whatever, uh, me and Joe, we've had a lot of those uh, fogs on water, fog on water, and man, that, <laughs> I've kind of like veered the wrong way because I could I could all I could hear is Joe's voice. So, um, I think what did help me too is uh, is I didn't at the time I didn't have Onyx, I had um, what's the other one? Uh, wait, uh. I forgot what. Hunt stand what? Something. What? What'd you say? Hunt stand. I know, hunt stand. Yeah. Does like no, that. it wasn't hunt stand. It was. Uh, what's the one that uh, Old Gilbert has? That's. He, had, well, he he had he had. Not, uh, on, Onyx on. and another one. He did. He used two. But Wait, um, I'm with a W. Waypoint. Waypoint. Yeah. Is it waypoint? Yes, yeah, waypoint. Uh, yeah, they all should have some like type of tracking thing. Yeah, but that, I was gonna say that's what that's what helped you know, me. You know exactly where you go in and out, and then like you can kind of remember too, and like mark on your on your thing too. Hey, there's a tree here. Hey, there's a branch. Yeah. You know, put the mark so then when you go in at night, you can just kind of peek at your phone, and be like, oh, I can't see it, but I know this spot's coming up. Yeah. So I like uh, to do the little trackers. So, so it's funny you, you mentioned fog. Wise. My bad. Hunt wise. Uh, as much go as ahead. you mentioned fog, I had a hunt. And it was actually a really good hunt. Um, I got out there and I was dumb. I'm like, I know the birds are here. It's been real good. But I got there and it was super, I'm talking about, su- I couldn't see more than like 10 feet in front of me. And I got out there and I knew the water level was up. So I couldn't judge off terrain as much. So I just kept, fl- I, I knew the direction that azimuth I was going. And but once you get in those cypress sloughs and all that, I, I mean, I got lost. The point when I had no cell reception in there, and I was like, I am an idiot. I got lost, lost. I was way off where I was supposed to be. And I was like, well, I'm already back here. I kind of kept calm. I'm like, well, I, I know I'm not where I'm at because it's kind of deep back here. It's deeper. I can't, you know, I can't <laughs> yeah. stand. So I'm like, well, I found a little hole 
I tied off and I threw some decoys out. And I actually shot, I was like, you know what? Eventually the light's going to come up and this fog will burn off. So I come up and good thing about foggy days is sometimes those wood ducks will commit when they hear noise because they hear, oh, they friends. Yeah. I, want, I just want to be next to friends. So I right at first, like, I shoot my limit of wood ducks. I'm like, oh, man, this is good. You know, this is good. Now I can just relax. Um, I got some snacks and some water and a monster. I'll sit here, drink my monster, smack some snacks. It's, you know, in about 45 minutes, this, this fog will dissipate. The fog did not dissipate. <laughs> so what I had to do is I literally knew that this was in Budnick's, man. I knew that road was, you know, parallels the whole swamp. So I had to be real quiet and I'd hear a car drive by and I'd paddle towards where I heard the car drive. And then I'd stop and wait till another car drove by and I'd paddle to the sound of traffic. And I actually ended up finding the um, where the swamp butts up against a road and I and I was like, oh yes, dry land. And I got up and I was like, oh, here's a road. And I was about 300 meters from where the parking area was and I had to walk on the side of the road like a hobo with a shotgun home for me and some some wood ducks. Grabbed my truck, drove it on the side of the road, you know, to you know, pick up all my stuff. But yeah, I mean you know, it's a funny story I can talk about now. And they got shot yeah. with the ducks, and you know, we're joking. Hey, but if I would have hit something and I would have flipped, man, I would have been dunskies. Yeah. So it's just it's knowing your capabilities when you get back in those situations, and knowing that hey, man, like duck hunting is cool, but it's not worth you know not worth it. And if you have to hunt those situations, try to hunt them with a partner. Um, yeah. you're gonna survive those situations. Conditions like that are more survivable with more numbers. Yeah, and I, I 100, 100% agree. And that, that's even with the boats, too. And I, I, I kind of have a bad habit going myself. But, um, but man, I think uh, we can keep on going. Uh, I kind of want to end it with the, any, if you guys have anything else to kind of put. That was it. You guys yeah. All right. And, um, but like always, like every show, I want to uh, end it with I uh, want to thank Violent Honor Outdoors for what they do for our service members and first responders. Uh, thank everybody who's been with us on this road. Um, we're just going to keep on going and, uh, you know, hit the like subscribe button on follow us on social media. And uh, like always, you'll have a good one and let Valor not fail. Mm-hmm.